Hi everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It's Friday morning, which means it's time for the Weekend Review and Preview Conversation, where my guests will recap how markets have performed over the past few sessions and previews you can expect in the week ahead. Today's conversation will primarily focus on the quarter four reporting season and the S&P 500 record close this week. Joining us for the conversation, I'm glad to welcome back Matthew Tormey, Equity Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Matt, welcome. We're happy to have you. Hey, good morning, Siobhan. Thanks for having me. Of course. So let's get started. We're a couple weeks into the quarter four reporting season. What are your reflections on the results thus far? Yeah, so our main takeaway so far is that the fourth quarter earnings season is off to a pretty solid start. So we've had just a bit over 25% of S&P 500 companies report, <clears throat> and we're seeing nearly 80% beat earnings estimates with the aggregate beat rate in line with our initial 3 to 5% estimate. And one area we're particularly encouraged by is the guidance. So if you look at the companies that have reported, their first quarter and full year 2024 earnings per share estimates are relatively unchanged, which does buck the trend where companies typically guide analysts to lower their estimates. Um, For the banks, which is the group that normally reports first, commentary from management teams continues to indicate that consumer spending is resilient. Most management teams are now expecting a soft landing, whereas a year ago most weren't. And although capital markets activity does remain muted, there is increasing optimism that this could start to pick up again soon. And from the tech companies that we've heard from so far, we continue to get signs that PC, smartphone, and server end markets are bottoming, and AI adoption is accelerating. So overall, we continue to believe that earnings are on track to grow by about 4 to 5% in the fourth quarter, and we do remain comfortable with our full-year estimates of 8% earnings growth in 2024 and 6% in 2025. Now, of course, we do have to acknowledge that the S&P 500 set a record close this week. What are your thoughts on current valuations, and is there room for further upside from here? Yeah, so roughly two years after the S&P set its previous all-time high, we did hit another set of all-times ahead uh, again this week, as the consensus view in markets now mostly reflects our view that the U.S. will achieve a soft landing and the Fed's next move will likely be a rate cut in the coming months. Now, I think it's important to note, Siobhan, that just because markets are at all-time highs, this doesn't mean that investors should automatically hit the sell button. In fact, if we look at the monthly data going back to the 1960s, forward returns over the next one to three years aren't all that different from times when the S&P 500 was below an all-time high. So we would recommend investors maintain their full allocation to U.S. equities here. Uh, On current valuations, although they do appear elevated, they aren't totally unreasonable given the strength of the macro data that we've been receiving. In fact, if we use the misery index as a measure, which does take into account both inflation and unemployment, the trailing price-to-earnings ratio for the S&P 500 is pretty consistent with where it's been historically. Now, hitting on the last part of your question, Siobhan, in the near term, we could see stocks go through a bit of a digestion phase during the later weeks of earnings season here, just given how strongly they've been performing. But in our view, we do think there is modest upside for markets throughout the course of the year, which should be driven by healthy earnings growth, a continuation of solid economic data points supporting our base case for soft landing, and monetary policy that's shifting from a headwind to a tailwind. So we would recommend investors add to their equity exposure if there's any sort of near-term sell-off. Thank you so much for those reflections, Matt. So with respect then to equity positioning, what is CIO recommending at this moment? Right. So starting with sectors first, we do continue to recommend 
that investors have some balance between their cyclical and defensive exposure. So with this in mind, we have most preferred views on consumer staples, energy, and the tech sectors. Uh, so on consumer staples, not only does this sector continue to benefit from resilient consumer spending, but also relative valuations remain quite attractive in our view. And we think it's still important for investors to have some defensive protection in their portfolios in the event of a hard landing. Uh, for energy, we've seen higher than expected production growth weigh on oil prices, but we do believe that lower oil inventory levels should support prices this year. And the sector should also act as a cheap hedge for any unexpected increase in inflation or geopolitical tensions. And on the tech sector, we think the sector is going to benefit from a bottoming in PC and smartphone ed markets. AI adoption appears to be accelerating. And given our view that we are in a late cycle environment, we do expect investors will likely continue to gravitate to high quality companies in the sector that have good secular growth. Uh, turning to size, we think that our preference for small caps is one of the more interesting opportunities out there right now for a few key reasons. So first, valuations relative to large caps are very attractive in our view and even remain below levels that we saw on the eve of the regional banking crisis last year. Uh, second, the Fed is likely going to pivot to rate cuts in the coming months, and this should lead to an improvement in key economic indicators that have historically been correlated with small cap outperformance. And finally, about half of Russell 2000 debt is floating rate debt, which does offer these companies a clear benefit from potential Fed rate cuts. Turning to next week, what is taking place that investors should be mindful of? Yeah, so it'll be a very busy week on both the economic and earnings calendar. So starting with the economic data points next week, first, on Monday, we'll receive the latest reading for the Dallas Fed Index, which should provide us with some helpful manufacturing insights. On Tuesday, we'll get an updated reading on consumer confidence with the Conference Board survey. Uh, we'll also get the Jolt's job openings data for December and an update on single-family home prices for November with the FHFA Home Price Index. On Wednesday, the highlight for the week will be the January FOMC meeting, where we expect the Fed to leave rates unchanged. Additionally, we'll receive one of the most insightful readings on compensation costs with the quarter release of the Employment Cost Index. On Thursday, we'll get our weekly initial jobless claims data, which is continuing to remain at low levels, and we'll get the January ISM Manufacturing Index reading. And on Friday, the highlight for the day is going to be the January jobs report, with consensus as of this morning currently expecting about 170,000 jobs to be added and for the unemployment rate to tick up ever so slightly to 3.8%. And rounding out the day, we'll also receive the final readings for durable goods orders for December and the Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey for January. Now, just quickly hitting on the earnings calendar for next week, as I mentioned before, it's going to be very busy. We're going to have just over 100 S&P 500 companies reporting, including five of the Magnificent Seven, uh, the mega caps within energy, and most of the largest companies across sectors, among others. So a very busy week for Shabbat. Thank you so much for that update, Matt, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Shabbat. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a great weekend, Matt. Again, today we have been joined by Matthew Tormey, Equity Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our listeners, Top of the Morning is a part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the UBS training video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Siobhan Chapman, and thank you for joining us.
UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the global wealth management business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer. 